Bookworms Horror Podcast is sponsored by Creepy Crate. Creepy Crate is a horror and true crime subscription box filled with spooky collectibles, macabre accessories, and terrifying goodies. Each bi-monthly box is filled with over $85 of terror and includes at least one horror or true crime book. This box delivers dread to your doorstep for just $39.99 with free shipping. Go to creepycrate.store to subscribe. Use the code bookworm5 at checkout to get $5 off your subscription. That's bookworm5 for $5 off your subscription. And now to the show. Welcome to Bookworm's Horror, the podcast that offers you tips on writing, especially in the horror genre. My name is James Zipliti. I am the host of the Real Demons of Pop Culture podcast. This week's episode is all about Night of the Living Dead and Zombies. If you haven't yet picked up Bookworm's Horror Zine, you can get it in the Etsy link in the show notes. There are only a very little amount of issue one, the premiere issue left at a discount at $5 with free shipping. But issue two is still available, so go to the show notes, check it out. In this week's episode, Regina and I talk about making sacrifices to write and much more. Regina is a Wadi Award winner for Best Horror Novel, as well as multiple screenwriting awards, including a Webby honoree. Regina is also the contributing editor of the best-selling Local Haunts, a horror tube anthology. Find Regina and her alter ego, Batilda, at her booktube channel, Regina's Haunted Library, and on her blog, rstclair.com. Regina and myself are the editors of the Bookworms Horror Zine, and since we're seeking great horror fiction for bookworms, we created this weekly podcast to offer writers quick tips on writing for the genre. Find all our links in the show notes. Now let's jump into my conversation with Regina as she speaks with me from her haunted library. This week, we're going to talk about making sacrifices to write. So, Regina, what sacrifices have you made to put out your books? Well, just this morning, I made the sacrifice of getting up really early. I think I woke up at, it was like, actually, it was 4.44 a.m. Mm. Do you ever have those like triple number things? Those supposed to mean something. No, but you know what scared me as a kid? And it's not, you know, in hindsight, I'm not really frightened by that movie, but the Amityville Horror had the scene mm. where he would wake up at, what, 3.15 every morning? Oh, right, yeah. Because apparently that's when the murders happened or something. And if I ever woke up at 3.15 at night, I would be freaking terrified. Interesting. And isn't that, like, one of your family names? Yes, it is. <laughs> DeFeo is my, yeah. it's my grandmother's maiden Any name. Any relation? I have a feeling there is, yeah. but uh, I... I mean, I looked up some of it, and they do trace back to similar areas. So okay, it's possible. it's possible. And you know, I do see a family resemblance in uh, Mr. DeFeo when he in his mugshot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I see that too. The beard. Okay, but but yeah. So sacrifices definitely. So when I woke at four forty four, I I asked myself, do I want to go back to sleep or do I want to do some writing? And I did some writing. And I'm glad I did because it's like, 
it's done. Well, it's done at least for today. I'm working on my, I'm at the, I'm at the final chapter of my new book and I'm, I want to rewrite the whole chapter. So I'm, you know, it's kind of like at that hard labor stage, but Mm -hmm. I see the finish line and that's fueling me. Sleep is definitely a sacrifice, but I think here's the, here's the conundrum is that sleep is super, super important for everything. That's like, true, yeah. Uh, definitely for creativity, for mental well-being, all that. So I would advise, yeah, if you want to get up earlier, that's great, but get to sleep earlier. Yeah, but I already went to bed at 9 o'clock last night. So yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> for me, it's hard. I want to go to bed at 9, but then I have my son's up, yeah. and i got to get him ready. And so there's so much stuff i got to do before bed. And so since I've been waking up earlier, it... Uh, I have to go to sleep earlier or I'm just no good the next day. Yeah. What about you? What What are some of your. I'll tell you what's a sacrifice for me is I sacrifice entertainment like TV, oh. not books, not reading, but TV. I don't really play video games, but like I would say like being on the phone, like doing like I'm not up to speed with everyone because I realize if I need to do what I need to do, I have to not waste time on my phone or on Netflix or anything like that. Yes, I find that I just removed a bunch of apps like that off my phone because I joined TikTok just because my friend Righteous <laughs> said he had a viral video, so I wanted to check it out. And yeah. I found myself sitting on the couch a couple weeks ago and I didn't move for like an hour watching the most stupid stuff that came up and I realized what a black hole that is and Yeah. And and I also removed Facebook and I don't have Twitter. The only thing I have on my phone is Instagram because I do put stuff on there and keep up. But I'm not, I, I find less and less uh, I want to be online like that, like on my, more like my phone. And, I, you know, so that is a willing sacrifice. But yeah, I can see where it can drain your, your time. And you're, you're also active on TikTok. So that's a whole different thing. Right. I was going to say that some of us, and I think this is the hardest part for writers, is that it is this sort of uh, sport where you're playing your own game here, you mm -hmm. know, and you're you're writing and all this. But then you have, if, unless you are lucky enough to have a team behind you, you're also doing the marketing and, yep. you know, promotion, all that stuff, which includes getting on social media. And like we talked about before on the show, that's okay if it's part of the job. Just schedule yeah. that this is when I'm going to promote it and then get off. Yeah, no, that, you have to. And I know like book talk is so big and I've, I've thought, oh, you know, I should be doing this because it, it, it but then I'm like, no, I, you have to draw a line somewhere. Like I know what my limits are and, uh, you know, it can only do a little bit. Like just doing a YouTube video once a week is, is a lot for me to, to pull off. It's time consuming. I've yeah. been trying to get something YouTube going and I just am trying to figure that out. And I still haven't figured it out. Like I can do shorts because that's mm -hmm. the kind of time I have. Yeah. But long ones, you know, you got, it's, it's pointless to put up a long crappy video. Like if I'm putting up a long video, I need it to be really good. Yeah. Yeah. Like last night I started thinking about, oh, you know, I want to do these, like, like a YouTube series of like different horror theme like movie themes like hollywood horror i had all these ideas and i started writing it down and then i thought okay but then i'm supposed to be doing all this other stuff with my you know 
getting ready to promote my new book. And, you know, it's just sort of you have to decide, prioritize, I guess, what's important. But I think the right if you're if you're a writer or you aspire to be a writer, then that always has to be the first priority. Yep. So for my first priority, it's the podcast, uh, The Real Demons of Pop mm -hmm. Culture. And so when I post something on TikTok or Instagram, it's always pointing to that podcast. Yeah, well, there you or go. Or it's mm -hmm. somehow related. So, like, that's how I keep it straight. Now, I do take weird turns that I'm like, all right, I got to get back on the road. Yeah. I, I notice it quickly now, like, where I'm, like, starting promoting something or even that stuff where I was being very positive. I'm like, well, that's turning me away. Like, I'm just going to stick with real demons. And if I have something positive to say, I'll say it within that context. Yeah, that makes sense. Instead of inventing a whole new website, you know, or something like I that. I know there, there is that, what do they call it? The shiny object syndrome. Yes. I definitely have I that. Suffer from that. <laughs> we yeah. all do, I think. And with that in mind, I can create something, but it has to have that. That's like, if you're writing your book, and you want to promote, like, if you want to be on YouTube or come up with a series, come up with something that points them to your craft. Right. Right. So I was thinking instead, since my book has like a carnival theme, I thought I should start with the carnival theme horror to coincide with my book release. And then I'll get to Hollywood horror eventually. Because I think it's a good idea for a series. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, different, different genres of horror like i mean i wrote a bunch down now i can't remember them all but i came up with some you know like very specific types and you don't there aren't a lot of horror movies about hollywood no but it's a good subgenre there's a lot of it noir is. but um not not exactly horror yeah the things that come to mind when I think about Hollywood and horror is always true crime, like the black Dolly or something, yes. but not, not necessarily a horror in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Like you're right. That's something that's not, uh, hasn't been tapped enough as far as I can tell. No. Now sacrifice, it depends on what your goal is because hanging out with humans mm. gets sacrificed as a creator. You know, you do have to say, well, do I want to go out tonight to the party or to the club or whatever it is, depending on your age, you know? Because yeah. um, when I was younger, I should have sacrificed a lot more. <laughs> and I did. But think I of all the fun always... you missed. <laughs> yeah, I would have missed some fun. But then again, that's where we have to. You are missing out on stuff when you sacrifice. Yes. That's the point of calling it a sacrifice. If it was something that wasn't fun or interesting, it wouldn't be a sacrifice. But I would also say that in order to be a, a good writer or a good artist of any kind, you need life experience. Yes. So you have to balance. Like this past weekend, Labor Day weekend, I had plans. I was going to, you know, write and finish this book because it's really been hanging over my head. And then. Joe, my husband was like, oh, I want to go to the Delaware Bluegrass Festival, which is not like he's much more into that kind of music than I am. And I was like, oh, I don't because he wanted to go two days. I'm like, I don't know. That's mm -hmm. a lot. And you know what? I did it and I had a great time and it actually kind of cleared the deck for me now to like work on my book, if that makes sense. Like I, I it actually was good to get away and to uh, shake up the brain cells a little bit. So it, it is about balance because you could, you would be kind of a miserable person if you never got out of anything. You know? 
Yeah, well, the next couple of weeks are going to be about this, and mm-hmm. we're going to be having more conversations regarding this. How do we uh, sacrifice, but then also what do we do when we're not sacrificing? Like, when we, how do we enjoy ourselves? And we'll get into that in the next episode. You need to have that balance where I can go out and experience something. Now, there's a great quote from... I remember Oliver Stone. And, you know, I'm not a big fan of his, as I might have been in the past. Mm. I don't know. I feel like he's a little pretentious at this point. Yeah, but he did make some great movies. He did, but I think recently. Yeah, I don't know if I've seen any of his. I don't know. But he was, you know, talking to a bunch of film students, and the one person was like, what's your advice? Mm. We're we're leaving school. And what do you have advice for us? And he's like, get a life. (laughs) Yeah. And in his eyes, he was in Vietnam before he ever went and made films. Mm -hmm. He had all these life experiences to pull from. And that's what we're talking about. Like, if you're not going out and experiencing anything, you're going to have a hard time, especially if it's horror. Because horror requires you to understand, like, what are those scary things out in the world? Yeah, and I also think horror, more than a lot of other genres, requires the writer to really plumb the depths of their emotions and and human human emotions in general uh, the running the, the whole gamut and without life experience unless you're a very unusual person it's really hard to to do that like if you've never really experienced the chaos of of a breakup you know <laughs> or or this kind of stuff where you've had like an intense emotional experience or intense fear and I'm not saying you should seek out like bad situations but uh if you've never really done that, like just like when, when I moved to New York City when I was 20, that was so informative because New York in the 80s was a scary place, a lot scarier than it is now. And I also being, you know, fresh off the farm, so to speak, I had a lot to learn about different types of people and all that. And that was an incredible education. So I think anything you can do to have Life is like you said, life is you don't have to be in a war, but just right. let's, hope <laughs> let's hope not. But like traveling. And it's great. It's great to do that when you're I mean, it's great to do it at any age. But when like looking back on my life, that's one thing I do regret is I didn't have more experiences like that when I was young and have more fun and not be always worried about what's my career going to like, what am I going to do? What You know, uh, and it's even you know. really small things. So Next week's Real Demons episode is all about gremlins. Mm. I didn't know this, but the writer, Chris Columbus, was living probably up there with you in New York. He was in Manhattan. He had this little loft apartment, and he would sleep with his arms be hanging off the bed. Mm. And there were mice in this apartment. Right. And he would, like, wake up when they would brush past his hand. Oh, God. And That's, like, that's really horrifying. I hate rodents. Right. And so he wakes up and he's like, what a terrifying thing, these little creatures Mm -hmm. running around. And that's where gremlins came from. Okay. Yeah, there you go. I think that it always comes out of like real experiences like that because we find out what we're afraid of. Yeah. And American Werewolf in London, which was uh, did werewolves a few weeks back. It was John Landis working on a film in, I don't know, say Romania or somewhere around there, where as they were on the set, they were walking they were moving, I guess, to a different area, and they passed these people who were performing, like, some kind of weird ritual on a dead body. Ew. And it was this idea that sparked the idea of a werewolf. Like there was and a real so, dead body? 
Yeah, it was a real. They was, I guess, a funeral type oh, okay. thing, but Holy. but they were <laughs> performing some kind of. Uh, I don't know. To him, it was a bizarre yeah, thing yeah. enough. And these are just very, very small events, mm-hmm. but they triggered, you know, the idea. Yeah, I mean, like when I lived in New York, I was I hated riding a subway, and I still hate it. I'm very claustrophobic. Uh, the, I, you know, when I read these stories in the Daily Mail about people like pushing someone in front of the tracks, like that is my worst nightmare. So, like, like the 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 story and the film, the Midnight Meat Train. That mm-hmm. really gets me because I've always been so terrified of subways and, and trains in general. Like I like riding trains, but like like train tracks and things like that. There's, it's it's a it is like a death symbol in in dream psychology. Apparently, we can end this by just saying sacrifices are about you taking time away from things you really enjoy to do what you really want to do but with a balance so we're not telling you to go out and experiencing every horror in the world no no not at all and and not always be safe yes but you need to be out there but you also need to write so you got to find that balance also you can yeah and you can experience something really intense anywhere really yeah if you if your eyes are open, you don't have to be in an exotic location. You you can find it in your own neighborhood at the mall, you know, if you're really observant. Well, somebody just posted a like really zoomed in photo of an ant, oh. and it was really frightening. And I immediately thought they need to remake that movie. Them. Oh right. With this look because it was scary. But even that can it you know can like looking at things that are usually tiny and, and blowing them up and then thinking of maybe a story with that. Right, because it, you blow, blow up some of these insects, they look like the alien. Oh my God, yeah, they're horrifying. Yeah. All right, so we'll be back next week and next week we're going to talk about enjoying your time when you're not writing, oh. which we'll talk about <laughs> your blue, your bluegrass festival. Okay, sounds good. Thank you for tuning in to the Bookworms Horror Podcast. All our links are in the show notes. We'll be back next week with a new episode. Bookworms is a Gorilla Delphia production. Yeah!